Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hours. We broadcast from the Southern Bank Course Studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty and Kelly Center, glad you're with us this afternoon. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, we're happy to say, and Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy delicious food from Dickie's seven days a week right here in Hattiesburg. They can cater any event for you, large or small, and uh, we encourage you, if you want something really good to eat, check out our buddies at uh, Dickie's Barbecue. A couple of guests we want to tell you about that are coming up this week. Uh, we talked yesterday about these uh, five uh, new kids that have transferred to Southern Miss football from various SEC teams. Two of them on the show this week. Quentin Bivens will be uh, joining us Wednesday. Jalen Williams will be joining us Thursday. We look forward to uh Talking to those young men, as we do our first guest, which we're always happy to have on the show, Jay Ladner is the head basketball coach at Southern Miss. And uh, well, first of all, Coach, thanks a lot for coming back on the program. Well, I, I, I always, as I tell y'all, and I hope y'all understand, it's not just <laughs> coach talk. Every, I, I love being on y'all's show. I appreciate y'all's coverage. Y'all are always uh, fair and honest with us, and and I really appreciate that. So, anytime y'all have me, I'm glad to get on. All right, Coach. Uh, we're glad to have you. So you so you uh, lost your first two conference games to COVID. Uh, you you had a kind of a split bag this past weekend when you won a game on the road, which was a nice win, and then you uh, you lost Saturday night. And now, as we were talking yesterday, you're going to play Louisiana Tech Thursday and then again Sunday, and uh, you already had Western Kentucky on your schedule. UTEP, Coach, did you do something to make the schedulers mad at Conference USA? <laughs> I certainly feel like I have. I tell you what, it. it uh, I don't know. You know, I I, I was joking a, a few weeks back saying that well maybe they uh, maybe they were mad at Southern Miss for us leaving and uh, going to Sunnyvale. Wow. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna punish them, but uh, it, it it's been tough. Uh, it, you know, but that's okay. That's all right. Our my my job is to help or is to to put a team on the floor each year that can compete for a conference championship and uh to do that you got to beat those kind of folks but it's it's been um uh I'll just say this if I if I'd have had my my own choice we, it, we wouldn't have opened like that that's for sure but uh but hey we're one and one we are actually you know on a positive note we we won at a place that Southern Miss I never knew this until the other day John meant, John Cox mentioned it to me in our post game radio show that we at Southern Miss had never won uh, in Tex- at Texas San Antonio in the history, and uh, so I was happy with that. Of course, we ran into a buzzsaw. We had we had a little bit of bad luck, and I, I'm not don't want to sound like I'm making excuses, but we, we woke up the next day and uh, had some bad luck. Uh, uh, we get, we're on our way to the airport, in fact, at, in San Antonio, and uh, headed to Utah. Which, if anybody had never traveled out there, didn't realize how far. And that we never did leave the state of Texas. We could have left, gone from the Gulf Coast to Memphis uh, and back, you know, and still in, 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 in what we traveled uh, the other day. 
but it, but anyway, it was a tough. We got we got kind of thrown a, a tough deal there, and uh, I just thought uh, uh, Saturday night our guys. It wasn't just one of them. I thought they were trying, but just we were a step slow. And of course, I think that UTEP was really on their game as well. And we may talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, our, uh, let me just go back to answering your question. I, our our schedule has been tough. Uh, it, it won't get any easier. Of course, this week they have been very impressive. Louisiana Tech, and I'll say this to to Southern Miss fans and really any general basketball fans. I know there's just a lot of people, general sports fans, that love to listen to y'all show, but. But if if you had never if you haven't seen Kenny Lofton play uh, for uh, for Louisiana Tech, he looks like a, uh, a, a starting offensive tackle for for some teams. He's not a typical looking basketball player, but he is a special player. Uh, great young man, according to Coach Conkle, and uh, but a very very skilled player. Played for the uh, the nineteen U S U S basketball nineteen under nineteen team this summer, and was the MVP of of the uh what would be similar to the olympics and um anyway he comes to town on sunday of course we'll have to go there thursday and he but he when i say he's a load he literally is a load he he's a uh in a big football player's body but about a great basketball player. is he a baby but, spoon uh, coach we, we got two you know a little bit different build he's a little more maybe heavy set than spoon was spoon was of course just chiseled and big and strong but he 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 plays like that. He he does, and, uh, and but but actually a little different than Spoon. Of course, Spoon was deadly sixteen seventeen in, but he's he 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 passes the ball. He dribbles it up the floor, makes plays. It, he's really kind of a, a, amazing to watch him um, uh, with his size. He, and he causes and of course we practiced this morning. Coach Ron and I were uh, game planning defensively, and and you know <laughs> both of us were just kind of scratching our head. Well. You know what do you do? Do you do this and you, you give that up, or you, you, do you just it's it, it's tough trying to figure out how to slow him down? I, I think sure. I think what he's trying to say, if if you don't mind me, Coach, stepping in here. What, no, absolutely, Kevin. Bob. What I think Coach Ladner is trying to say in a very nice way is that Lofton is husky. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably is trying to say that. Kevin. Yeah. He's he's oh. big boned. He's fluffy. Yeah, he's he's all the yeah. He doesn't look like a he doesn't look like a basketball player. He does right. look more more like a football player. He does player. not, and he'll probably be the first. And that's not the first time he's heard that. And when you look at him, you go, oh man, he's just a big old slow. But it it is not the case, and he is incredibly skilled. I, I remember the first time that I saw him play. Uh, last year is early in the season. They played at LSU. Of course, LSU is going to always have uh, big, strong, you know, six ten, six eleven, seven foot guys in there. And he was working them over. And I thought to myself, "Oh boy," you know. I said, "Here, here we go." But he, I was, I was some kind of impressed. They, that, but they've got a good team. Uh, they've got a, a very experienced guard perimeter group, and of course, him inside and. That's really why they've gotten off to such a great start. They just they've got he's not they're way more than a one man show. It, it'll be a tough basketball game. Now, Coach, one of the things that uh, that Coach Roan and Coach Winchester have told us is that one of the concerns on the punch list is the turnover situation. I know against uh, San Antonio, I think he turned it over fourteen times, which was not great, but it's certainly not as as bad as as other games that the Eagles have had. Yeah. Are you pleased in the progress that's being made there? We, I, I, uh, Kelly. Of course, it's a that's a, it's a process. You know, that's not something that it it didn't get that way overnight, uh, and it doesn't doesn't just all of a sudden just all right. We got it. We got it solved. But we have gotten better. And if you look at our 
uh, last few games, it, it, it certainly plays to that. Uh, even, even before Christmas, we've got, and as that's happened and our players begin to understand, we've gotten, um, it gives us a chance to win. I mean, it's, there it is right there. I mean, it's real simple. If you turn the basketball over, let's just say we turn it over uh, 18 times and the other team only turns it over eight, that's 10 extra possessions the other team gets. So that's like throwing the ball. It had to begin the game. Say, all right, we're going to give y'all 10 shots at it. We'll throw it to you at half court. we got to play defense. Y'all play offense. And then from that point on, we'll go offense, defense. And it just gives those extra possessions. And, you know, it, it, it's very difficult to over, overcome that. And, yeah, and, uh, and if you if on those possessions, you figure even – Maybe on the conservative side, forty percent of those are going to turn into some type of points. So even yep. in that situation, ten extra yep. ten extra possessions should should net another team about eight points. You know, eight to ten yep. points. Oh, eight to ten. You factor in the three pointers or maybe fouls. Right. You know, and and that's that's kind of uh, of course the UTEP game. No, but you you go back to to Jacksonville. You 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 look at uh, Louisiana Monroe. Uh, same same thing, Kelly. You're exactly saying. There's your margin of victory right, right there. Right. And uh, because in all those games, we shot a higher percentage than the other team uh, uh, on a number on a number of the games. Uh, uh, not only a higher percentage, but we would out rebound them. You know. And if you just looked at the stat sheet, which of course only counts for whatever it counts for, you look at the stat sheet, you would go and didn't know the score. You'd say, Well, Southern Miss must have won this game. They shot forty nine percent. Held them held Jacksonville to 38%, but the anomaly was the fact that we turned the ball over too much. And, and too many of our turnovers, um, Kelly, that go into that, what we call live turnover. It's, it's like a right. big six in football. It goes directly to another basket where they don't have to play. When teams have to play against our defense, uh, of course, I thought we, we stepped back the other night for the, for the first time, but I, I think if teams have to play against our half-court defense, we've got a shot. We, we've done a good job defensively. Our numbers are good. Uh, uh, we hold teams to a low percentage. We rebound that we've been rebounding the ball well. But the, like you said, to start this little uh, conversation or segment of this conversation was the turnovers, and that's been a problem for us. But it has gotten better, and because it's gotten better, it's given us an opportunity to uh, to be either to win or be right there. Well, it's a it's a rare Sunday afternoon contest coming up against La Tech. On the other side of the commercial break, we're going to talk to Coach Ladner about but the potential rescheduling of the Western Kentucky and Marshall games that were postponed because of COVID protocols uh, at Southern Miss, and then a prognosis as to where the team is and where they're going from here as we continue with our Tuesday. January 11th edition of the Eagle Hour. Kelly Sander and Bob Getty, we will return after these commercial messages. the top.
Hey, you're looking for some Southern Miss swag? Maybe a new basketball t-shirt. You'll find it at the Campus Book Mart. They're located on Hardy Street, right across the street from the USM campus. And if you're out of town, <clears throat> which many of our listeners are, listening on the Super Talk Radio Network, other affiliates, or maybe online or on a podcast, just remember you can uh, you can browse the inventory at campusbookmart.net, and Miss Kathleen will fill out your order and send it right to your front door. So there's no reason not to have the latest Southern Miss apparel, and uh, they have it all uh, waiting for you at Campus Bookmart in Hattiesburg. All right, we're talking head basketball coach Jay Letter. Coach, got a couple of questions for you. I want to run by you. You know, your, your team, okay. your team, uh, five and nine right now. And I and I, I just wonder um, what what right now is the frame of mind of your kids uh, mentally, and uh, how is your team physically? Well, physically, physically good, I, and I would say mentally good. I'm, you know, I, I've been really pray, uh, pleased, I should say, and. You kind of got to look back. Uh, I, I call it uh, pre-Tay and post-Tay. Uh, you know, what I mean that by that is, of course, Tay Hardy's injury that you know everybody that follows us would be aware of. You know, we were four and two, Bob. At the time, we had won three in a row. Of course, we had lost to Louisiana Lafayette, who's having an outstanding year, and TCU, who who uh, I watched them play Baylor the other night, number one team in the country, and they took them right down to the wire, uh, stretched out just in the last minute. But they uh, – I thought we were on our way to winning our fourth in a row and winning that tournament in Montana when Tay went down. Of course, we've struggled to, since then, to be very frank, uh, to regain our footing. Had a couple of, I thought, right after that, some very poor showing uh, effort. Uh, just and, and we were just discombobulated. But we uh, – I, 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 we've kind of gotten our feet back up under us a little bit, regroup, we're able to retool some things offensively. Of course, Tay meant so much to us. And not just, uh, of course, I, as I mentioned to you, I was just meeting with Tay and Tyler Stevenson and Jeff Armstrong. Those are our three captains just right before I came on the show. And, and he's still doing such a great job of leading our team. But even though it was a leading score and uh, probably our best owned up ball defender, what we lost uh, was re- the the value of what we lost was huge on the floor impact, but off the floor as well. And so, but I, with saying all that to say, uh, I, I I started seeing our team turn back around, kind of get past that, and we were able to, with a few practices under our belt, try to start re re uh, restructuring things a little bit, and and of course the continual uh, maturity of. Rashad Bolden, a young freshman that's that's now beginning to shoulder a lot of those minutes and, and load from what Tay was doing. Um, but he, he is a true freshman. Uh, of course, Jerron Pierre. Jerron had uh, I thought really struggled uh, in the uh, up to the last uh, maybe the last couple of weeks where he's starting to find his rhythm a little bit shooting the ball. So I, I think all in all an upswing. Of course, you, you look at our game at UTEP. We we ran into a bus all there. Of course. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show as well, we, we, we ended up at our flight got canceled. We ended up in a eight and a half, nine hour bus ride across Texas uh, from San Antonio to El Paso, got in late that evening because we didn't know the flight was canceled. Of course, they didn't let us know until just before the flight was to leave. Um, and, uh, and I just thought the next day we just, even though we we're trying, it just, we were a step slow and everything. Of course they played very well and the hats off to them at, as I told him after the game, guys, I'll take the I'll take the y'all take the wins and I'll take the losses. But mentally, our our, our 
our, our, and physically, I, I think our, our team is very good. Now, who knows with this COVID stuff, we could, you know, we, we can lose a guy or two tomorrow, you know, and, and maybe Tech, maybe Tech will lose a couple of guys. You know, maybe, maybe they'll lose that big guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe Kenny Loft, maybe Elizabeth. But the, who knows, you know, with this crazy world we're living in, what happens. But I, I've been very pleased with the uh, our attitude and approach of our team. Our, our, like I said, our, I don't want to say it was an anomaly, but our uh, what happened at UTEP, uh, again, my fault, my, my, my responsibility. But um, I don't think that was that – was, we we have to do some things better. There's no court, no question about that. But we didn't shoot it well. We just behind it all night. I, I just think that 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 wasn't who our team was. And I've been very pleased with the way we've responded in practice. Well, let me ask you one more question about Tay Hardy. Uh, I was watching the game the night he was injured. What what is it about that injury that has cost him the entire year? And and my second part of that question is, I'm sure he'll get a medical red shirt, and hopefully he'll be back. Right. Well, here's the here's if there's a silver lining, and uh, the silver lining is this: in, in the in the, the rule is is if you play less than one third of your scheduled games. Of course, he did that. That was in our uh, uh, in our seventh game. So he they would have counted seven games. So he he clearly was under. I think ten was his number um, because we play thirty one uh, regular season games. So he played he played uh, seven games. So. He actually has two more years of eligibility, and uh, one thing that we were, he and I were talking about, of course, that he's he's here. He's still. We hadn't started school yet, but he's back. He's involved with practice every day, helping, coaching, so forth. But he'll have two years of eligibility left, and that's huge for our program. Uh, it it hurts us now. Of course, you, there's nothing we can do to replace him, and it it it's 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 really hurt us. But knowing the fact that we could still have Tay back for two years, that that's just huge. Um, so excited about that. Now you mentioned about his injury, what, what he had, and it was, it was the most odd thing to, to see. And it was, you know, normally when you think of someone getting injured, they, they're uh, fall, somebody fell on them or they banged into something or maybe twisted or tore their knee. It just all kind of stuff, but that's not the way it happened. He, he literally, they had a big kit, uh, for, for Montana. And uh, the ball was getting shot, and Tay went to block him out, arms extended, his shoulder, and it was just a freak thing the doctor said. He said there was nothing he could have done. It wasn't the other player's fault. They just made contact, and like someone does on artificial turf sometimes, it just – and and just turned just slightly the wrong way and tear their knee up. He did that to his shoulder, and he actually had what the doctor uh, explained as a 360-degree – tear of his labrum and and to tell you kind of what happened he the the so his shoulder popped out of of socket and and initially uh when it happened of course during the course of the game that our training staff didn't know that they took him back they just thought his shoulder had popped out and they took him to the back of course put his shoulder back in and he said uh uh he came back to the bench several minutes later of course and we're still leading and he said, uh, he said, Coach, I'm I'm ready to go. I feel. I said, You sure? And I, of course, checked with the trainer. Trainer said, Yes, sir, Coach. He's he, he's good to go. And and uh, as he was putting his, uh, if you can imagine, raising his arms up to take his warm up top off, he raising his arm, pull his warm up top off, it popped back out. So at that, co- of course, at that point, we knew it was a little bit more serious. And when we got back uh, to uh, Hattiesburg, took him to Southern Bone and Joint, some of the best uh, medical athletic medical folks around. Uh, they they did an initial 
uh, x-ray, and it did not show the tear in the labrum. So they just thought within a couple of weeks he would be ready to go again. And uh, so he, he missed South Alabama. He missed a couple of games where we, we got the snot knocked out of us pretty good before because we were anticipating him coming back. And we were getting ready to go play um, – Gosh, I can't even remember where. Jacksonville. Uh, maybe yeah. it was a Jacksonville game, yeah. and he was going to get ready to play. And, and, of course, the day before, so he'd been practicing and everything. The, 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 the same exact movement, he was putting his shirt on after practice and had his arms straight up again, same exact motion that popped out. With that, immediately sent him over, got an MRI, and that's when the MRI revealed the uh, the labrum tear. So uh, it's a five, he's already had his surgery, went great. He's already in rehab. He was actually rehabbing here with, during practice uh, earlier this morning. And uh, anyway, but he, he, he'll be back playing uh, in the middle, of, middle or late June if everything continues to go well and should be 100% without any type of uh, holdback uh, next year, be back at the old take. All right, real, real quick, Coach. We've got about a minute left in the segment. You know, okay. all, all fans tend to be impatient. Right. And this is the, the third season. And generally speaking, you're starting, you know, two freshmen or two juniors yeah. and three freshmen. But to some of those natives on the reservation that are a little bit nervous about what they might perceive as lack of progress with this basketball team, what would you tell them? Well, I, I would tell them to, to kind of look back. First of all, I understand that. And I understand the, the USM fan base because I grew up one and I, I'm, it's the same fan base that wanted to get rid of Jeff Bauer and we that Lord they criticized. <laughs> that worked, that worked um, out real well, Coach. It, it, that, that, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop there. And the same group that was wanting to get rid of, you know, last year there was a big deal on this Eagle Post thing that, you know, we, we lost to Mississippi State in Jackson 4-1 uh, to one early in the season, and it was fire Coach Barry. I mean, it, it, you know, so anyway, what, I, that comes with the territory. I understand all that. And but here here's the deal, you know, we didn't we weren't able to recruit our first year here. We accepted the the hand that we were dealt, and of course the second year was COVID. Uh, I'm not that these sound like it excuses. I almost feel like this is our first year in terms of really having the guys. We've got it uh, on paper. We have everybody back on our team, you yeah. know. So we're trying to do things the right way. We're not taking any shortcuts. I I I, I would feel the same way if I was sitting in those stands. I agree with them. I'm not happy, and nobody in our program's happy with being five and nine. And there's no excuse. We should have won a few of those ball games. That 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 does sit on me. But there's nobody that's more motivated to try to make sure that we get basketball at Southern Miss back to where we all expect and it needs to be than than I am. So if they'll just bear with us just a little bit, there, there's better days ahead for Golden Eagles. All right, Coach. We're always glad to have you on the Eagle Hour. You're always welcome, sir. Best of luck against Louisiana Tech. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank y'all so much for having me. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Our sincere thanks to head basketball coach Jay Ladner for coming on the Eagle Hour and taking the fire and answering questions and, uh, and uh, he's willing, as every member of his staff has been willing to come on yes. each and every week, uh, no matter whether it's been a good or bad week. And for that, we're grateful. Also grateful to Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Great place to have lunch today, any day, five days a week, eight ninety-five. Great place to enjoy uh, the big game uh, at night uh, or in the afternoon on many of their TVs around the facility. And we thank Fourth Street Bar and Grill. 
for their support of our program. All right, well, it was uh, back on, it's up on social media now. Uh, the Governor's Cup, the annual baseball college series, 2022 edition, going to be played in Pearl, Mississippi, between the big three, all ranked in the top 25. On March the 2nd, Mississippi State will take on Southern Miss. Southern Miss, according to this, will be the home team. On April the 5th, Ole Miss takes on the Golden Eagles. And again, Ole Miss, uh, the visitors, and Southern Miss, the home team, according to this information. And then on April 26th, in the game nobody really cares about, Mississippi State will play will play Ole Miss. And uh, the outcome of that uh, will we'll crown the um, the College Series 2022 champion. And I'm frankly glad they play this, Kelly. Uh, you know, it's a shame that they won't do a similar thing in basketball. But, uh, but you know... Uh, Kudos to all three coaches who are willing to go up there every year and play. And then Ole Miss, of course, is coming to Hattiesburg again this year and playing. So a special thanks to uh, Coach Bianca and, and his people for their willingness to come down here and compete with us. Yeah, the whole thing, Bob, when you look at states around the country, particularly with a small population like Mississippi, comparatively speaking, it is remarkable, just whatever the sport is, how many great athletes this state cranks out. I mean, you look at the, the national championship game last night, all the Mississippi ties, you know, and, and some weren't born in Mississippi, but I'm saying, you know, have been here. Coach Munkin among them. You know, Matt Luke, the offensive line coach at, at uh, Georgia, was at, was at Ole Miss. St- uh, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback at Georgia, you know, played at Jones. But just particularly in baseball, though, while you're mentioning it, it is amazing. How many other states the size of Mississippi will have all three major schools in the top 25 when baseball season starts well, none the size of mississippi right texas may florida may but there won't be any the size of mississippi yeah but but all of those states you know probably have four to five times if not more the population and for for just being some old country bumpkins down here who supposedly don't know what's going on mm-hmm. we put out some really good athletes it's amazing and, and clearly this tournament that they have up there every year is a money maker they would be having it year in and year out and uh I look forward to it every year. I, I try to go to those games in Jackson. It's an easy drive from Hattiesburg. Southern Miss always has a strong contingent of fans down there. And uh, look, uh, last year aside, Mississippi State got hot, won the national championship, which is quite an accomplishment. But I think we all know that thing could go any way. This, nobody knows who will win that. You talk about that drive to Jackson, though. I sent you – did you get – on? I don't text or stuff a lot on my phone, but I sent you a picture of the 10-year challenge – Mm-hmm. That's going on in Facebook. Mm-hmm. The Highway 49 construction looks the same exactly today. Exactly the same. <laughs> as it did 10 years ago. Exactly the same. So I, yeah. I'm not sure that, yeah. that road construction's ever going to get finished up there. I know, I know you follow junior college sports pretty closely. Talk about Stetson Bennett. I mean, he played at uh, Jones and uh, obviously led his team to the national championship last night. Was he recruited here? Do you know? I, I don't know. I know he was a walk-on, you know, at, at Georgia. And, you know, John Rice Plumley. we talked about John Rice Plumley. He originally committed to Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, but was going to go as a quarterback. But then when they brought in some other guys, and Stetson Bennett may have been, you know, one of them, uh, John Rice then decided to go to, to Ole Miss. But uh, a, that's a remarkable story in and of itself when you take down the juggernaut that is Alabama. And I know that there's a lot of people who are tired of Alabama. I get it. But you have to, you know, Nick Saban was very gracious uh, in, his, was. in his comments last night. And anybody that didn't have that didn't have any skin in that game, clearly anybody with common sense would tell you that Georgia deserved to win that game. 
Yeah, I heard Saban, uh, you could hear him right after the game when he met uh, Kirby Smart on the field. He said, you kicked our blank in the fourth quarter, and he was exactly right. Well, uh, another tie to that, obviously, is Todd Munkin. Oh, and yeah. uh, you and I were looking at the video of Todd Munkin and how he addressed the kids on our football team when they broke that horrible losing uh, streak uh, at UAB several years back and the compassion and the love in his voice for those kids. I saw a little criticism today because there was a lot of congratulations to Coach Munkin on some Southern Miss social media sites. Let me join right in there and say congratulations, Coach Munkin. I was pulling for you last night. I am glad you captured that national championship, and I remain grateful for everything you did here. Yeah, and some people, and, and you know, those negative Nellies, well, he left. You know what? Well. <laughs> for the NFL. Uh, and he's, what, at Georgia's making a million and a half or something? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. As, as the offensive coordinator. But he figured it out. Didn't he? I mean, he. Well, I got to tell you what, he was a master in the fourth quarter calling plays. Because the, the defense of Alabama, who rarely doesn't know what's coming, it, it looked a little bit. Look, I've never coached a game in my life, but I've seen Alabama play before. And in the fourth quarter, they kind of looked like, what do we do now? Yeah. And right? who puts Alabama's defense on their heels the way Munkin did last night? Now, the kids executed, but he was the mastermind behind that, and his play calling was just brilliant. And I think the only way he would leave a job like that is to go to the NFL. You know, he interviewed with the Bengals and was the runner up for uh, with that job when Zach Taylor, who now is leading the Bengals to the playoffs this year, Zach Taylor got that job. Munkin was on the staff at Cleveland. Um, He's gonna get he's gonna get a shot, you know. I think in the mm-hmm. NFL, if he if he, you know, wants we one. had him on the show shortly after that, and during a commercial break when we were off the air, he laughed and he said, "Yeah, they really screwed up not hiring me in Cincinnati." <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy. You got to have that 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 swagger, right? Yeah. Knowing what you're doing, he's got a lot of swagger. And you know, his his cousin uh, Jeff Munkin was the is the head coach at Army. Army. Done a hell of a job. Yeah, there. yeah. So the the Munkins know a little bit about football. No question. Congratulations uh, to Coach Munkin. I I personally felt very, very good uh, to see him win that last night. And I'll tell you what, I saw some video, uh, a shot at the end of the game. uh, As and I'll confess, I didn't really start watching the game until late in the fourth quarter. But I did see that last drive that that Georgia made, which was really impressive against Alabama of all people. And then I saw a, a shot down on the field as when it became obvious that Georgia was going to win of Matt Luke, who is from Mississippi, was the coach at Ole Miss, run off after a couple of years. And how satisfying must that have been for that Mississippian last night? Yeah, he, he took care of the offensive side of the ball because he's the offensive line coach. Todd Munkin on the defensive side. Offensive side. Munk is the OC. Oh, no, that's right. Yes, that's sir. right. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, and Luke, but Luke being the offensive line. Uh, Between those two guys, that last drive, those kids from Georgia were blowing Alabama two, three yards off the line of scrimmage. I got to ask the question again: Who in the world does that? Yeah, nobody very often. And and I'll be honest, I didn't think that Georgia was going to do it. I I, didn't think they could beat them like they beat them in the fourth quarter last night. It was quite impressive. I I just thought that that Alabama was so far into Georgia's head that Georgia couldn't beat them. I just thought it was it was that bad of a that bad of a, a mindset for, for Georgia. But, man, they they really wanted that game last On a night. negative note, if, if you can say it's negative, as, as a fan of the group of five, which I am, and a Southern Miss guy, which I am, I couldn't help but notice the difference, particularly 
and the defensive lines of both Alabama and Georgia in what we see in the group of five. Kelly, it looked like any you could have put an NFL uniform on either of those lines, and, and you would have thought it was just an NFL team. As we say in Perry County, there's some big old boys. Well, they're big, and I mean, they're stout, and they're fast, and they got NFL written all over them. And you watch a group of five school, they may have talented position players, might have a really good quarterback. There's your difference right there. And that's where you win the games, right? As and that, what encouraged me about that last night, though, is we had just reported that four linemen from SEC schools have come here in the transfer portal and if they look anything like those guys <laughs> last night, I'm pretty excited. I'll tell you who's more excited than you, Bob, is Frank Gore Jr. I'll bet he is. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet he is. Yeah, let, let me just let me just tuck in here behind you. Let and me where, just touch you and make sure you're really here. And wherever you're going, that's that's where I'm going. So, but, but great the great Mississippi connections last night, and you know we kind of poo pooed the game. And, and again, I didn't watch the whole game, but I got to tell you what I saw at the end was pretty exciting. And uh, having talked to a couple of people that watched the whole game, it must have really been an entertaining game last night. And if you and if you happen to be following social media at all, Dr. Rodney Bennett, the president of Southern Miss, going to the game wearing a Sun Belt Conference There goes the hat. baseball tournament. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I thought that I thought that uh, that took some, yeah. you know. Buy to- your tickets for the Conference USA <laughs> baseball tournament in Ruston, Louisiana. Tickets <laughs> yes. go on sale next Monday. Yeah, only because we just found out we got it right in Ruston. Uh, but yeah, we're sporting his uh, his Sun Belt Conference hat. Good for so, him. Good for him. Because I because I think look, we, we and we talked about it earlier this week and last week. It, it really looks more and more things are pointing toward the Eagles getting into the Sun Belt this coming academic year beginning in August. So we'll see. Again, that vote takes place later this month. Oh, don't take our tournament, please. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank basketball coach Jay Ladner for joining us earlier in the program. Quick reminder that tomorrow we're going to have Quentin Bivens on the show. He is one of the kids that transferred to which of the three schools, Kelly? did. He came from Ole Miss out of Wayne County High School, so he's coming right back into his own uh, own backyard, and and he got some significant playing time with the Rebels. So that's that's a big get uh, for Southern Miss. Right. Thursday, also Jalen Williams uh, will be on the show. Yeah, so we're it, glad to have these kids coming on. Yeah, and Jalen was a, a def- he's also a defensive lineman who went to uh, Arkansas. So so got a couple of uh, I think what five and all. Yeah, uh, coming from from the SEC, and like you said, a, a second or third string player, maybe even at that level, uh, is certainly going to help the Eagles. As it looks more and more, Bob, like like the transition for the Sun Belt is is fully on. I I can't imagine why 
you know, and, and it could just be it could just be it was the closest one on the rack. But why Doctor Bennett would choose to, to wear a Sunbelt Conference hat uh, to a national football championship game in college yesterday? If that if that weren't going to happen again, maybe, interesting. maybe I'm reading too much into it. You know, perhaps. But um, but if that's the case, then that would certainly be. And again, that move to the Sunbelt is not going to really affect the schedule, at least the first four games anyway, because you got, you know, Miami, and I can't remember who, who uh, I know Miami is one of the first one of the first two games, but but none of those games are, are Sunbelt Conference teams. Yeah, I think we so. open with Liberty. And oh, that's then, right. And then go to Miami. That, that's right. Which is which is that's a soft open. Is what I, I was say, like a new restaurant, kind of a soft open. No, yeah, that's that's going to be uh, tough for sure. Yeah, but uh, but they wouldn't have it any other way. You know. You know, I was talking to somebody this morning about uh, about Southern Miss football and what we saw last night, what the nation saw on television, and you know, this this is what I wish more of our fan base would do. And I'm just speaking for myself. Embrace who we are. Embrace that we're going to the Sun Belt Conference. Embrace that it will be exciting football, great atmospheres. Quit worrying about what the Georgias and Alabamas and LSUs of the world do. Quit comparing them. That that that's the equivalent of saying you can't you can't find an exciting, entertaining brand of high school football unless you go watch six A teams play. That's just not true. You could go to a two A, a three A, a four A, a five A game. It can be highly entertaining. It's the same way with Southern Miss football, and it's the same way with being in the Sun Belt. And so many of our fans just seem so consumed with what the SEC is doing. Well, forget about it, because Southern Miss is not going to be in the SEC. Embrace the fact that Southern Miss is in the Sun Belt, and enjoy yourself. I think that was very well said, Bob. And, and for those of you, obviously this is radio, you can't see what's going on. He didn't have that written down. That, that came right off the top of your head. I think it was well said. It's heartfelt, and it's important. I mean, the university is important, and, I've, and we, I've said this before on this show. Anybody that owns a business, even if you have kids that went to Ole Miss or you know wherever, you, you really need to be on the Southern Miss well, bandwagon. you should. Yeah, because the university, if, if something happens to that university, then something's going to happen to your business too. I mean, because it's yeah. at the top of the food chain. If you're seeking customers, votes, whatever you're seeking in this area – Nobody's coming down from Oxford to buy anything for you, from you, or vote for you. So you should embrace the university that's here. Yeah, I mean, I went to, you know, it's no secret that I went to Iowa State University, but I've been in the area now for some 30 years, and I, you know, support the university uh, like I need to. And I think everybody everybody else, you know, coming down off the, off the apple crate or whatever, the soapbox, I think everybody kind of gets it, but but it right. is important. But you know, right around the corner, Bob, the softball team is going to be hitting the field here pretty quick, getting ready for practice. And and Scott Barry talked about the players will be coming in here because I think school starts maybe a week from today mm-hmm. or or close to you know the the second semester begins here pretty quickly, and it won't be won't be long at all. I know the junior colleges get this: the junior colleges start softball. For example, softball is usually out of the gate just a little bit quicker than baseball. Some of the junior college softball teams start play. I'm not talking practice. I'm talking games on February 1st. Is that right? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's only like two and a half weeks away. So, Well, I'm glad you brought up softball because I'm communicating back and forth with uh, softball coach Mark Milvani, and uh, we're going to try to get him on the show one day this week, if not one day next week. You better not know this, Kelly, but he has an album out. 
And uh, he has a song, uh, kind of the cover of the album that he wrote for his wife. And I, I, I caught this kind of by accident a couple of weeks ago, and I, I pulled the song up and listened to it, and I was quite impressed. So uh, one of our softball coaches has a, a budding musical career here as well, and uh, we're going to try to get him on the show and let him talk. To well, Valentine's Day is next month, so if it's a if it's a good song, maybe you need you guys who are in trouble. Yeah, play the song, buy some roses, get on your knees, and beg forgiveness. And, that's, and hope for the best, because if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. No. Right? No. Patrick Mee will be joining us uh, hopefully tomorrow. We'll get that lined up after the show today. Uh, we'll give you another preview of the upcoming NFL playoffs. I know he's a little downtrodden that his black and gold didn't make it. Well, they did all they could, and again, yeah. the Rams put it to him, but... The silver lining in that story is that the schedule is out for next year. Not dates, but the Rams are coming to the Dome next year. There we go. That'll be something to look forward to. Get some revenge on those Rams. All right, Quentin Bivens on the show tomorrow. Patrick McGee as well, 1 o'clock. Hope you'll join us then. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly. To the sea, fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.